Hello, everybody. This is Christopher Carter. Thank you for joining today. This is the Warrior Discipleship Series podcast, and uh, today is episode two of War in the Heavenlies. So we're going to get right into it. So let's go. So God wanted a family. He came for us. This process of him coming involved all of this history from Abraham Isaac, Jacob, traveling down into Egypt, 400 years of bondage, the deliverance of his people, the sons and daughters of Abraham, out of the bondage of Egypt, and Pharaoh was a type of Satan. And that 400 years was a type and shadow of the earth people being bound and enslaved by the devil to serve him, at his will, at his whim, in suffering, in bloodshed, in oppression, and dying. And Moses was a type of Christ, a deliverer, sent of God, and with supernatural signs and wonders and power, literally picked up their things and walked out. And that is a perfect image of Christ. God was setting the stage historically for us to see. Now, I don't believe that because I see it. I believe that because I have faith first and the signs also. Okay? And we have been born again. We have been renewed we have been recovered back to God who, from whom we originally came. The mankind, the Bible calls us. Are you with me? Okay. The word disciple means disciplined student and learner. Bible says that God says my ways are far above your ways I am spirit you are flesh I'm the super you are the natural let's get together or more accurately let's get back together and the earth people don't understand that (laughs) and I get it The earth people don't speak Christianese. good friend of mine, Dennis Peacock, says they speak fish. He's right. They speak fish. (laughs) I've had to learn to speak fish 20 years in Nashville, and I'm fluent in fish now. I really am. wrote a book in fish, actually. The last book I wrote was written in fish. But it's it's the word of God translated into fish for people. Right? And so, when the Holy Spirit, who draws men unto to Christ and points them to Christ, when that conviction of the Holy Spirit comes upon an individual from the hearing of the Word, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, your hearing, the kind of hearing the writer is talking about there, I believe it was Paul, is not just your natural ear, but your spiritual ear, which is the 
order of first things. The thing that must happen first is your spiritual ear must be opened. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. And He will do that when the Word of God is witnessed to you, preached to you, witnessed to you from a friend over lunch at work or wherever it is that that, that divine appointment occurs. And when someone's heart begins to be convicted and you begin to feel that, a person does, that is a miracle. (laughs) Those are the real miracles. Those are the miracles that can happen at any time, at any day. And those are the kinds of miracles that you and I, the sons and daughters of God, are called, appointed, and anointed to be engaged And the Lord, the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, is instant in season and out of season with us when we are engaged that way. So I opened up this little discussion with, you you don't have to look very far in reading the day's headlines to realize that we are, in fact, in a war. And if there's any truth, and there is, to the order of first things, What we see in America today as an example, in the culture, the ideas on the left versus the right is nothing more but a type and shadow or a mirror of what is going on in the heavenlies. And it's like this grand grudge match that is spanning the eons of time, which is an epoch that God has ordained for a lot of reasons that he is keeping to himself, but to other reasons that I have been digging for in prayer and digging for in the Scripture for years now. Why? What, what is the point? What, what am I doing? What are we doing here? Why do I see this cyclical success and failure? and success and failure. We can see it in history, in the, in the children of Israel, and we see it throughout history with the church, and we see e- smaller epochs of time where there are the revivalists came and the, the evangelists came, and we had healing waves of healing in America, and we had, we had, a, we had a, a smaller epoch of teaching and charismaticism, all of which had their excesses all of which where people got off the beaten path, got off track. Now, we're not faulting people for being people, right, making mistakes. I mean, I I would have to be the first in line. But we keep trying, don't we? The secret ingredients for staying on track are humility, (laughs) Humility before God and others and prayer and prayer and daily prayer. Did I mention prayer? Did I leave that one out? Okay. I think you know what I'm talking about. And I've I've struggled for years because I saw what I saw. And up here in Nashville, I ended up a single full-time father. Didn't see that one coming. Wow. But 
There it was, man. And suddenly, one day I realized I'm in a war. I'm in a war. And I realized, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I have the implements. I need to take an inventory of my ammunition. What kind of weapons I have. And I started looking around, and to my surprise, I had some basic weapons. Not a lot, but enough. They were powerful. Now, this took me a few years of suffering to get to this point, and I picked up my weapons. By the way, every one of them, and I do mean every one of them, is fueled by faith. And I started engaging. How many of you know the best defense is a great offense? Let me give you a, a let me give you a word from God right here right now. Word from the Lord for you. Never ever ever play defense. Don't. Make the enemy react to you. The scripture says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against him. Jesus also said, I believe it was when he was, when Peter answered the, the profound question that every one of us must answer, and that is, who do you say that I am? Who do men say that I am? Remember Jesus asked the question, well, who do men say that I am? They're having that conversation. They were rejoicing, you know, wonderfully about how the devils were subject to them in his name and so on and so forth and he goes and he the lord was always after something teaching developing maturing so he he asked him a question it was another loaded question in a good way who do who do men say that i am oh well you're uh elijah or one of the other prophets or john the baptist you know they believed in reincarnation apparently some of them did and it was like uh really And then the Lord goes from the general to the specific. All right, very well. Then who do you say that I am? And you see, that's an entirely different question, isn't it? Who do you say that I am? And everybody's mind is racing because it's like, well, if I say something, that means I have to make a commitment I'm going to be exposing what I really, really, really believe. And nobody but Peter in this moment was willing to answer. And he said, Peter said, I believe that you are the Christ, not a Christ, the Christ, the one and only. You are the Christ, the Son born directly from the living God. Peter was saying, I believe you are that man. You are the guy. You you the man. You are the man. You him. And Jesus looked at him and said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter, but my heavenly Father. How many of you know when God tells you something, you know it. Right? And Jesus went on and said, 
And upon this rock of faith, upon this revelation, upon this truth that God has shown you, I will build my church. Who builds the church? Not man. Not Chris Carter. I'll get to that in a second. But Jesus builds his church. Now, we might lay bricks with him. All right? We might dig sho- have shovels and dig holes, but he's building it. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, what is a gate? It's a stationary object designed to do what? Keep an attacker out. Duh. <laughs> For years, many of us heard that as like, oh, you know, you know, the enemy's going to, at the gates, he's attacking us. That's backwards. We're not playing defense. We're playing offense. I am. When I got, listen, when I caught this, my life changed. I played nine years of football through varsity prep, and we had a great coach, and a, a head coach and a coaching staff. And in the pregame, he used to tell us, gentlemen, he would say, we average three downs per carry. We'll win the football game. Do the math. If I'm if I'm on the fourth down and I've already gone what? How many yards? If I've gone three times three yards, that's nine yards. I got to make one yard and I get another first down. I can keep going. You average three yards per carry. Average, we win the football game. Because you'll be converting until you get to the goal line, you, and you're going to make six, and you're going to kick the field goal and make seven. Ball control. Ball control. For us, it's word control. Because the word is the football, and we're carrying it down the field, playing offense. I like to think of that verse when Jesus said, you know, the gates of hell. See, in, in, there is a record, and, and I've got another podcast I'm going to do. It's called God Kind, Angel Kind, and Mankind. Because I'm digging into this, where did this all start question? And what does that tell us about where we are now and in what we are engaged or within what? The gates of hell. Satan was here. One of my questions has been, God, why did you put us down here when the devil was here? Hello, everybody. This is Christopher Carter. I would like to tell you about my latest book release entitled No God, No Self, No Others. That's no spelled K-N-O-W. 
This is a book of truisms or maxims that I began writing in the early 90s when I would be out on a prayer walk or during my times of personal devotion and I was trying to solve a problem or to make a particular decision. For example, to face challenges in life is human. It's how we deal with them that makes us who we are. Or, youth always expires and wisdom never expires. It's a great devotional book. The chapters are very short. You can open up pretty much anywhere and just read the maxim and then read the commentary. I believe it will help you in your devotional. It's available in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover on Amazon.com. You can find out more at my website at www.christopherlincarter.com.